Chapter 12 Emma, Sidney gasped horrified. What are you talking about? I can't believe you said that. Sorry, Emma's face flushed. I didn't mean it, Sid. It was just a joke. Not funny, Sidney snapped. Not funny at all. I'm sorry, Emma repeated. There's been too much joking about killing each other, Sidney declared. Way too much. Let's just stop it, agreed Emma. Okay, Emma said. But what are we going to do to stop Jason? I don't know, Sidney cried. Look, I'm sick of sitting in this car. Let's go call the tow truck. We can talk on the way and figure something out. The two girls left the car on the side of the road. Then they started hurrying down Division Street, searching for a payphone. The chilly spring wind ruffled Sidney's hair and carried the scent of early flowering trees. The sky turned rosy from the setting sun. Sidney hardly noticed. All she could think about was Jason. What can we do? she wondered frantically. She glanced at Emma. Her friend's features were tight with fear. No wonder she's scared, Sidney thought. She almost died. Twice. They reached a payphone. Sidney waited until Emma finished calling the tow truck. Then she said, I think we should go to the police. And say what? Emma asked skeptically. Tell them your boyfriend is trying to kill us so he can have the money we stole? Well, we wouldn't put it exactly like that, Sidney replied. How else can we put it? Emma demanded. There is no way we can talk to the police without the money coming out. If we didn't tell them about it, Jason would tell them. You know he would, as soon as they started questioning him. I guess you're right. I know I am, Emma slung her bag over her shoulder. Come on, we have to walk back and meet the truck. Wait a second, Emma, Sidney cried, grabbing her arm. This whole thing is just too much. I've been a wreck since we found that money. Please, let's go get it and turn it in and tell the police everything. Sidney, no, Emma protested. My mother and I need that money so much. Enough to die for? Sidney demanded. No, of course not, Emma replied. But ever since we found it, all I can think about is giving it to Mom for her operation. She shook her head. I know I've talked about all the stuff I want to buy for myself. I know I sounded very greedy. But really, Sid, I need the money for one thing. Mom's operation. I know, Sidney agreed softly. She bit her lip, frustrated. She wanted to get rid of the money so badly, she'd almost forgotten about the operation. This is like a nightmare, Sidney thought. I feel trapped in a nightmare with no way to wake up. Don't tell the police about it, Emma pleaded. Please, there has to be another way. What way? Sidney asked as the two of them walked back to the car. If Jason really is trying to get the money for himself, what can we do? Emma stopped suddenly. She clutched Sidney's arm. Hey, I have a great idea, she announced. I think it's going to solve all our problems. Chapter 13 This better not be another joke about killing people, Sidney warned. Emma shook her head. It's not, I promise. Here's what we do, Sid. We cut Jason in on the money. You mean offer to give him some of it? Not just some, a third of it, Emma said. We make him a partner, see? Then we'll all be on the same side. She stared hard at Sidney. Is that a great idea or what? Yes, Sidney agreed. It's a fantastic idea. Now Emma's mom will have her operation, she thought. We'll all have some money, and nobody will die. They returned to Emma's house. Emma insisted that Sidney call Jason and have him come over so they could tell him about their offer. I want him to know now before anything else happens, she explained. Then I'll be able to sleep tonight. Jason drove over quickly. He climbed out of his car with a curious expression on his face. What's up? he asked. 
gazing back and forth between Sydney and Emma. Sydney stared at him for a moment. If only I could read his mind, she thought. Did he try to kill Emma? Did he really do that? What's up? Jason repeated. Why are you two staring at me like that? Emma's brakes. They were cut, Sydney burst out. She narrowed her eyes at Jason. You fixed her car, but her brakes were cut. We, we almost... The words caught in her throat. Jason's mouth dropped open. I tested the brakes, he declared. They worked fine, really. But Jason, Emma started, you... After I finished working on the car, I drove it for blocks, Jason told them. There is nothing wrong with the brakes. Nothing. I swear. Sydney studied Jason's face. He's telling the truth, she decided. He's so upset. He has to be telling the truth. Are you two okay? He asked. Did the brakes totally go out? That's so scary. We were lucky, Emma replied softly. They talked about the brake lines for a while. Jason said that sometimes in old cars, the brake lines get brittle and snap. Emma pulled Sydney aside. I don't know whether to believe him or not, she whispered. Now I'm totally confused. Could someone else have cut those lines? Did they just snap? I guess I believe him, Sydney replied. Did you see how upset he got? I guess we should tell him about sharing the money, Emma whispered. Sydney nodded. What's the big secret? Jason demanded impatiently. Why all the whispering? Go ahead, Sydney, Emma urged. Tell him. It was your idea, Sydney said. You tell him. Jason groaned. Well, somebody tell me. Okay, Emma tossed her hair back. It's about the money Sydney and I found. We thought maybe you'd like to have some of it. Say, about $33,000? Jason's blue eyes grew wide. Then he narrowed them skeptically. Is this a joke? Sydney shook her head. No joke. We want to share it with you. Jason stared at them a few seconds longer. Then his face broke into a wide grin. Man, this is unbelievable, he cried. Whoa! With a whoop, he lifted Sydney off the ground and spun her in a circle. He set her down and kissed her, then gave Emma a hug. Unbelievable, Jason repeated. He did a little shuffle dance in the driveway. I'm too excited to stand still, he exclaimed. That's how we felt when we found it, Emma told him. You can't believe what it feels like to stare at a hundred thousand dollars? Hey, Jason grinned. Great idea. Let's do it. Let's go stare at it. Now? Sydney asked. She really didn't feel like digging up the money. Trying to think of a good excuse, she glanced around and saw clouds gathering in the sky. It's going to rain, she said. Yeah, besides, we can't touch that money for a while, Emma added. We have to wait and make sure nobody's looking for it. I don't mean we should take it out and start spending it, Jason told her. But come on, let me at least get a peek at it, please? Emma rolled her eyes. Well, I guess it wouldn't hurt just to look at it, she turned to Sydney. What do you think? Sydney hesitated, then shrugged. Okay, let's go. After all, she thought, as long as no one sees us there, what can happen? Chapter 14 The clouds had grown thicker by the time Sydney pulled her car up to the edge of the Fear Street woods. Let's hurry, she urged. The three of them climbed out. I don't want to get stuck out here in a rainstorm. Don't worry, Jason assured her. We're just going to take a quick look. I don't want to get soaked either. He took Sydney's shovel from the trunk and hoisted it on his shoulder like a rifle. Lead me to the treasure, he declared. Emma started along the path that led to the willow tree. Sydney followed, and Jason brought up the rear. The sun had already gone down. Clouds hid the moon. Walking through the dark woods, Sydney jumped every time a twig snapped or branches rustled. I wish we hadn't come, she thought, glancing around nervously. Why did I let Jason talk me into it? 
There it is, Emma called out, pointing toward the drooping willow tree. Get ready to dig, Jason. As they hurried toward the tree, a sharp, cold rain began to fall. It bounced and spattered off the leaves and began to turn the ground to mud. Emma kicked the rock away from under the tree. Jason stuck his shovel into the ground. You know what I'm going to buy? he asked, tossing a load of dirt aside. A new car. Sidney watched as Jason shoveled up another chunk of dirt. His arms moved smoothly, and his gold school ring glittered on his hand. What about you, Emma? Jason asked. What are you going to use your share for? My mother needs an operation, she told him. After that, I'm not sure. We need lots of things. Sydney shivered as an icy raindrop rolled underneath her collar and snaked down her back. We should have brought three shovels, she thought, rubbing her bare arms. At least the exercise would keep me warm. The wind picked up, and Sydney shivered again. I'm going to the car to get my sweater, she announced. Emma glanced up. We're almost down to the money bag, she said. Don't you want to see it? I'll see it when I come back. Rubbing her arms, Sydney took off down the path. Maybe she'd just turn on the heater and wait in a car. Being in the woods in the dark gave her the creeps, and she didn't really want to see the money anyway. I almost wish I'd never seen it, she thought. Halfway along the path, Sydney heard a rustling sound. She stopped, her heart pounding. It's nothing, she told herself, an animal, scurrying through the brush. Giving herself a shake, she began to walk on, and stopped, frozen in terror as a shrill scream tore through the woods. Chapter 15 No! The scream rang out again. Sydney gasped. It's Emma, she realized. With a cry, Sydney spun around. Ignoring her pounding heart and rubbery legs, she tore down the path. Batting dripping branches out of her way, Sydney raced back toward the willow tree. When it finally came into view, she stumbled to a stop and gasped. Emma and Jason struggled under the canopy of willow branches. They both gripped the shovel between them, wrestling, pulling, shoving each other. I should have known better, Emma cried. Too bad, Jason snarled, trying to pull the shovel from Emma's grasp. Too bad for you, Emma screamed. She yanked on the shovel. Jason stumbled but didn't fall. Give it up, Emma. Jason's school ring gleamed in the shadows as he pulled hard again. Emma stumbled toward him. Then she suddenly let go of the shovel. Jason staggered backwards. The shovel fell from his grip. Emma dove for it. Both of them shouted. No words, just shouts of hatred. Sydney finally found her voice. Stop it, she shrieked. Stop it! Emma scrambled up, dragging the shovel with her. As Jason turned toward the sound of Sydney's voice, Emma gripped the shovel like a baseball bat and swung it as hard as she could. The blade made a whining sound as it sliced through the air. Sydney screamed again as the blade hit Jason in the back of the head. The sickening clang echoed through the trees. Then the only sound was the dripping rain. Jason stood frozen for a few seconds. A raindrop rolled from his hair, down his nose, and into his open mouth. His lips moved. He groaned softly. Then his knees buckled. His eyes rolled back into their sockets. Sydney watched in horror as Jason sank to his knees, groaned again then pitched face forward onto the muddy ground. Chapter 16 Sidney stared at Jason across the rain-soaked path. Get up, her mind screamed at him. Get up! Jason didn't move. With a groan, Emma flung the shovel away. She dropped to her knees in the mud beside Jason. Go over there, Sidney told herself. Jason might be bleeding. He needs help. But Sidney didn't move. Her feet felt frozen in place. Emma, she called out in a hoarse whisper. 
Emma slowly raised her head. Her blonde hair fell in wet tangles across her face. Her frightened eyes peered between the strands. He... he's dead? Emma moaned. The woods seemed to tilt and grow even darker. Sydney's stomach flipped over. She clamped her hands over her mouth and staggered as if she'd been punched. No, he can't be dead, she thought in a panic. Please, please, he can't be. She closed her eyes and took a deep, shuddering breath, then another. When she looked again, Jason still lay face down in the mud, and Emma still gazed up at her, a horrified expression locked on her face. It's true, Sidney told herself. Jason is dead. Why were you fighting? She choked out, still not moving from the path. What happened? He wanted all the money, Emma replied. As soon as we uncovered the bag, he grabbed for it. He was going to take it and run, Sid. Just take the bag and run off with all our money. Sidney gulped in some more air. Greedy, Jason, she thought. Emma was right. Emma was right all along. I tried to talk to him, Emma continued. I told him he could have more than a third. I said he could have half, that you and I would split the other half. And he said no, Sidney murmured. He laughed at me, Emma declared. She pushed her hair out of her eyes, leaving a streak of mud across her forehead. He wanted all the money. He was desperate for it. And then what happened, Sidney asked. She had to ask. She had to know. I started to pick up the bag, and then he swung the shovel at me, Emma cried. He almost hit me, Sidney. He would have killed me. Emma paused, gasping for breath. And then Emma swallowed hard. I grabbed hold of the shovel, and I guess you saw the rest? Sidney nodded. Her stomach churned again, and she had to swallow before she could speak. Now we have no choice, she finally whispered. What do you mean? We have to call the police, Sidney declared. No, Emma jumped up and hurried over to Sidney. We can't do that. We can't let Jason ruin both our lives. But, Emma, we haven't just taken a bag of money, Sidney argued. Now we're murderers. 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 The ghastly word echoed in her ears. Murderers. Murderers. No, only me, Emma said. I'm the murderer. I fought with him, Sidney. I hit him. I killed him. Not you. Emma, listen to me, Sidney insisted. We have to call the... Emma gripped Sidney's arm. I'll take care of everything, Sid. You won't have to do anything. Really? I don't understand, Sidney cried. What can you do? We can't just leave him lying here. I know. Emma bit her lip and glanced around. The lake, she announced. I'll sink his body in Fear Lake. He won't be found for months. An image of Jason's body deep beneath the cold, dark waters of Fear Lake rolled through Sidney's mind. Murderers. Murderers. She wrapped her arms around herself and shuddered violently. Sid, I'll take care of everything, Emma repeated, squeezing Sidney's arm. You're practically in shock. Just stay right here, okay? Sidney nodded, her teeth chattering. Emma hurried back to the willow tree. Working frantically, she filled the hole with dirt again and tossed a shovel onto the path. Sidney couldn't stop shaking. Hugging herself tightly, she stumbled to a nearby tree and braced herself against its cold trunk. She watched, horrified, as Emma rolled Jason onto his back and grabbed him under the arms. Emma grunted and yanked. Jason slid a few feet. His arms dragged in the mud and his head fell back. Emma yanked again. Jason's feet made a thudding noise as he dragged him over tree roots. Sydney squeezed her eyes shut. If only I could shut out the horrible sounds, she thought, as she heard Emma's ragged breathing and another thump of Jason's feet. If only I could shut out this whole night. Bushes rustled and twigs snapped. Sydney opened her eyes a slit and saw Emma dragging Jason into the woods. In seconds, they were out of her sight. Murderers. 
Murderers. The rain had stopped. Sidney heard the drip, drip of water from the leaves, and the quiet lapping of Fear Lake as the wind blew across it. Then she heard another sound, a loud, sickening splash. Emma shoved Jason in the lake, she thought, with another violent shudder. Sick to her stomach, Sidney leaned against the tree and tried to blot the horrible picture from her mind. It's over, she kept telling herself. It's over. No one will know it was us. She waited, tense and shaking, for Emma to return. Emma will tell you it's over, Sidney thought. She'll tell you everything's going to be all right. Sidney? Emma's voice cried out. And Sidney knew something was wrong, horribly wrong, because terror filled Emma's voice. Help! she cried. Sidney, help me! Chapter 17 Sidney? Emma cried again. Her voice was closer now, and Sidney could hear her ragged breathing. Sidney, help! Sidney shoved herself away from the tree and tried to move, but her head spun and her knees still shook. She fell against the tree again as Emma burst out of the woods. What is it? Sidney cried. What happened? Emma bent forward and grasped her knees. He? She gulped. He won't sink? She straightened up and flung her tangled hair back. I need to tie something to him to make him sink? Another wave of nausea washed over Sidney. She forced it back and leaned her forehead against the rough bark of the tree trunk. I can't do anything, she whispered hoarsely. This is making me sick, Emma. I know. I told you I'd handle it, and I will, Emma assured her. I just need to figure out a way to get him to sink. Stop saying that, Sidney thought as her stomach churned and twisted. Stop talking about sinking him. I can tie a big rock to him, Emma said, but I don't have any rope or anything. Can I use that? Sidney blinked and slowly raised her head. What? Can I use your belt? Emma asked, pointing. Sidney glanced down at the narrow red belt looped through her jeans. The movement of her head made her feel sicker than ever. Can I use it? Emma repeated. Sure, Sidney muttered. She fumbled with the buckle. Anything, she thought. Anything to get this over with. Her fingers shook wildly, but she finally managed to undo the buckle and slide the belt through the loops. Take it, she murmured, holding it out. I'm sorry, Emma. Sorry I'm not helping. I feel so sick I can't think. It's okay, Emma told her, taking the belt. Stay here, Sid. I'll be back real fast, and then we'll go home. Emma raced off through the woods again. Sidney leaned back against the tree. The second she shut her eyes, the world tilted again, and her stomach churned violently. Dropping to her knees, she bent over the muddy path and vomited until her stomach muscles ached. Tears streamed from her eyes. When it was finally over, she rose unsteadily to her feet and reached for the tree trunk. It felt damp against her forehead, damp and cool. She leaned her burning cheek against it and heard something. Voices. At least two of them. Sidney's heart began to race. Someone else is in the woods, she realized. Emma and I. We are not alone. Chapter 18 The voices were too far away for Sidney to make out what they were saying, but loud enough for her to know that they were getting closer. Get out of here, she ordered herself, her pulse racing. Get away before they see you. She took two steps, then froze again. Emma! She couldn't leave Emma here. As Sidney stood in a panic, she suddenly realized the voices had vanished. Where did they go? She wondered. They were coming this way. They couldn't just disappear like that. A sudden rustling of leaves and branches made her jump. She spun around and saw Emma trudging toward her through the thick woods. Emma, thank goodness you're here, Sidney cried. Did you hear someone talking? No, Emma stumbled wearily into the clearing. Mud covered her jeans. 
Globs of it clung to her hands and face and hair. Nothing? I didn't hear a thing. Sidney gazed around. Nothing moved except the branches swaying in the wind. I was so scared in everything. My mind must be playing tricks on me. Maybe? Emma glanced around nervously. But let's get out of here? Okay, but... Sidney hesitated. Did you? Is Jason? Emma nodded, her face grim. He's gone? Twenty minutes later... Sydney pulled her car to a stop in front of Emma's house. The dashboard clock read 10 p.m. Sydney could hardly believe it. It had been only a few hours ago that she drove over here, thinking she was going to the mall. I guess... Sydney's throat felt raw, and she swallowed. Neither she nor Emma had spoken since they left the woods. I guess I'd better go home. Emma still didn't speak. Sydney gazed at her. In the dim glow of the dashboard lights, she saw tears glistening on her friend's cheeks. Emma? she asked. Are you okay? Emma shook her head. It's just... she paused, sobbing. I did it, Sid. I killed him. As Emma cried, Sidney reached out and put a hand on her shoulder. It's just starting to sink in, Emma sobbed. I was numb before. That's why I could do what I did, I guess. But now it's starting to sink in. Sidney nodded, her throat tight. Emma turned in the car seat, her eyes filled with horror. I killed somebody! And tomorrow we have to go to school. How can we just go back to school as if nothing happened? Sydney squeezed her shoulder. Nobody at school will ever suspect us, Emma, she murmured. Besides, we don't have any choice. The only thing we can do is act normal until they find his body. Listen to yourself, Sydney thought. You just talked about Jason's body the way you talk about an old shoe or something. I guess you're right. Emma wiped her face again and glanced toward the house. I'd better go in now and clean up before Mom gets home. Okay, Sidney sighed. Try not to worry, Emma. Everything's going to be all right. But how can it be, Sidney wondered as she pulled away from the little house. We took money and hid it, and now Jason is dead. Murdered. How can everything possibly be all right? Sidney led herself quietly into her house. She tiptoed across the marble-floored foyer then down a wide hall into the west wing of the house. The sound of her parents' voices, chatting softly, drifted from the partly open door of the den. I can't let them see me like this, Sidney thought. Even if I weren't all dirty, they'd take one look at my face and start asking a zillion questions. But she had to let them know she was here. Quickly, she tiptoed to the staircase that led up to the bedrooms. Halfway up, she stopped. I'm home, she called out, trying to sound cheerful. Hi, honey, her father called back. You're a little late, aren't you? I guess. Sidney tried to come up with an excuse, but her mind was blank. Sorry. Anything going on at the mall? Her mother asked. Not much. I'm going to take a bath and study some more. See you in the morning. Before her parents decided to come out and see her, Sidney hurried up the steps and into her bedroom. The minute she closed the door, she began to shake again. Images and sounds flashed through her mind. The drip of rain, the rustle of leaves the horrifying clang when the shovel hit Jason's head, his eyes rolling back just before he toppled into the mud. Still shaking, Sidney hurried into her bathroom and stripped off her muddy clothes. She filled the tub with hot water, added rose-scented bath oil, and climbed in. The bath soothed her nerves. She stayed in for a long time. Think about other things, she instructed herself. She cleared off her bed and slipped under the covers. Think about the history test. Maybe then you'll be able to sleep. Closing her eyes, Sidney tried to remember everything she learned about the Civil War and Reconstruction. 
When she woke up, the first thing she saw was her bedside clock, 3.30 in the morning. With a sigh, she rolled onto her back. Someone stood at the foot of her bed. Mom? Sydney asked, her voice groggy with sleep. That you? No answer. The figure moved slightly. As it did, a shaft of moonlight fell across its face. Jason. It can't be, she thought. It can't be. But it was. Jason stood at the foot of her bed, gazing at her. Mud and pond scum covered his shirt. Strings of slimy algae hung from his hair and wrapped around his neck. Dark blood caked the back of his head and his shoulders. Y you're dead, Sidney gasped. But as he stared down at her, his eyes were filled with life. And with blame. <laughs>